Amen. Yesterday you went to enjoy yourself. Too much of everything is bad. You enjoy that you couldn't wake up this morning. But it's good. Hallelujah. Didn't see some people there. I saw some people too there. I hope that the next time when we call, you all come. Mm -hmm. Because you are all part of the family. Hallelujah. Because you cannot say you are part of and you will not be part of. Hallelujah. You don't understand certain things. You say you are part of, but then you are not a part of. It cannot be. So if you are a part of, let us all be there. And let us all be blessed in everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's close eyes. of Jesus then you don't need to be here some people think they've come because of me they've come because they have to come you've missed it hallelujah the only reason we've gathered here is because of Jesus I need him and you need him I need him as much as you need him so whatever your issues are, you have not come to me. You have come to Jesus. You have come to the one who saves. You have come to the one who reigns. You have come to the one who rules. Maybe you feel that, oh, when I come, they will say this. Or they will look at me some way. Or they will ask me certain questions. But you are not coming to me. On that day, I will not judge you. It is Jesus. And if you know what is good for you, go to the Redeemer. I cannot save you. Harvest cannot save you. My bishop cannot save you. No man can save you. Only Jesus can save you. So if you have a problem, go to Jesus. If you feel guilty, then go to Jesus because he's the one convicting you by his Holy Spirit. It's not me. If you have a problem, then you have with Jesus because we are all here because of Jesus. When I do wrong, he chastises me. When I do well, he encourages me. He teaches me. Mm -hmm. 
the son of the most high god and his sweet holy spirit who is here i'm introducing to you the one who saves the one who can change your life who can make you better yes you may be good you may be good but there's a better version of you you may think you are okay but there's a better version of you you may think you are fine but i'm telling you there's a better version of you that you have not yet you have not yet encountered there is always more of you he can break every chain effortlessly conform and struggle to be something you are not but who you are you will be exactly who you are and it will be beautiful because you do not struggle to be who you are you struggle to be something else and someone else some of you are struggling to be somebody else because you feel that is what you want us to see or that is what we expect of you we want you to be you and the only person who can make you you is jesus because he made you your spirit Heavenly Father, I thank you for this sweet atmosphere. Father, I pray, O God, and I come against every demonic activity, every satanic activity. Father, we mean business. I pray that as I teach your people, as blessed as today with this wonderful time, and you minister unto us, O God, I pray that may every chain be broken. May every evil thought, O God, leave your people. May every stronghold come down. May every altar be broken. May everything that has held your people down and has kept them in this bondage and has kept them in this vicious cycle going round and round and round and round and round and not making any headway. Father, this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, as we stand in your presence, oh God, I pray that Father, for as many as are willing, for as many that are thirsty, for as many that will not be shy, for as many that will not be ashamed, for as many that will decide and say, Today, I am for Jesus. May their lives be changed forever. May today be a turning point in somebody's life. May today be a turning point in somebody's life. May today, Father, this day, 2nd October, may we remember it as a day that you touched us. Every satanic activity, I seize it in the name of Jesus. And I pray that it is only what the Lord wills that will occur in this place. I thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't take care. We worship the whole morning. But we need to teach. Hallelujah. So, this semester we are talking about taking new territories, battle of the what? Heart and mind. And we've been talking about the heart. We want to talk a little bit more about the heart. Our key scripture is for Jeremiah 17. 
Jeremiah 17 verse 9 and 10 which says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it i the lord search the heart i test the mind even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his doing hallelujah amen now let's also turn our bibles to matthew chapter 12 verse 33 did you bring your bibles to church some of you don't bring bibles to church it's a very bad sign of something that i don't want to say or you want me to say it hmm? if you don't bring your bible to church constantly it is a sign of backsliding. Hallelujah. Oh, it's true. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't carry your books, it means you are not a student. You are not learning. Have you seen a student without books before? Huh? I say, have you seen a student without books before? Even class one students, people, people, they say they are not they are pupils, eh? They have books, isn't it? So you are, you, are, you are backsliding. You are no more. You are not following Jesus. You come to this universe, you don't have one book. Will you pass? Do you want to be a student? Huh? Yeah. So if you don't carry your Bible, you are, it is a sign of backsliding. Hmm? I'm telling some of you, you see, when you are backsliding, you don't know. I'm giving you a sign of backsliding. Not carrying your Bible. Hallelujah. You think it is a good thing. You are being modern with your phone. Even when you have soft copy on your desk, don't you still have books? When you go to class, don't you copy? Don't you write? Don't you go and look in? Even if you don't have the book, go and photocopy it. Is, is that not it? And you are telling me that you are a student in the, and you don't have a Bible. It is a sign of backsliding. Take it or leave it. If you are wise, you will listen to what I'm saying. Amen. Bless you. Okay. So Matthew 12, verse 33. 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit, and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its what? Fruit. Brood of vipers. How can you, the, the brood of vipers is not you. Jesus was saying it to the Pharisees. Hallelujah. Amen. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speaks. A good man, out of, the, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what? Good things. And an evil man, so it means they are evil men. Hmm? Out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that's somebody's phone. Please put all your phones on me. My own is even on silent. I would have put it up, but I need to see the time. Hmm? 30 minutes with your phone off won't kill you. Amen. Amen. Bless you. I've come back, eh? You've also come back, isn't it? If you didn't like me, you wouldn't be here. So your presence shows that what 
I'm teaching you something. Because there are many churches. When I was coming, I saw a lot of places. But you decided this is the father's church. Now they've sacked us and we are by the road. When you leave this place now, you've left UCC. Eh? Yet you have come. This is the father's church, isn't it? Yeah, but you have come. Bless you. Are we there? Now, you are what your heart is. Okay? You are what your heart is. You are what is inside of you. How many of you have seen a, a, a what do you call it? You, you've seen Popo before. You've seen Popo, the, the tree. Huh? Seen the Popo tree. And you've seen uh, orange tree. You see? Amen. So if you have you have seen that there are some orange trees that have been cut, is that not it? Sometimes there's nothing wrong with the tree, but it has been cut. And many times if you look into it, you see that when the time came and they tasted the fruit, they realized that the fruit was not good. Is that not it? And then when the fruit was not good, they either so they some people they cut it immediately or they plant another one by the side. So that as that one grows and they get rid of the other one hoping that this one will be good isn't it because bitter orange is not a good if you plant lemon and it's bitter, you know it's you wanted lemon but if you plant orange and it's bitter you didn't ask for lemon and it has become bitter orange you understand so why do they cut the tree down they cut the tree down because inherently the tree is bad they don't pray every see the old wise farmers will tell that you don't pray and say that oh next year let us visit to the, the thing will change and become sweet the thing will, i have some uh, the, what do you call it at the back of my house uh, tangerine it gives the same fruit every year sir you understand every year sir i can't cut it down because it's not my tree mm. so inherently there is something in the tree you see there is something in you that makes you you do you understand and so long as you are you you will bring forth that which is within you so you are who your heart is your heart determines who you are yes we will look at your fruit and say that oh we tasted this is a good fruit it tastes good you see, you see the purple that doesn't bear fruit, the male purple. Why they say they will put a stick in it and they do this, nothing happens to it. It won't yield anything. Because that is what the tree is. Inside it is what? A male purple tree. So it will not bear any purple for you. Do you understand? So when I have one at the back of my, I'm going to cut it. I don't even know why it's there. Because I won't get any fruit from it. Because that is what is inside of it. So in your heart, you are who you... What we see on the outside is what you are on the inside. Are you with me? So you are what your heart is. That is why the Bible says... Of course, when you read the... Um, um, the, 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 the what? The Jeremiah that... He would test it and he would give according. According to what is in the heart. If any other thing 
were more important. That is what God will judge. But God will judge the heart because that is the source of everything. Are you with me? That is the actual thing that makes you you. So you are who your heart is. You struggle to do certain things because in your heart that is what you are. So you cannot effect change like I want to do change the orange from a bad orange to a good orange. And I say that okay, I will inject the orange whenever it comes to sugar solution. When the orange bats on the tree and the fruit is there, then every morning I put sugar into that. I'll kill the fruit. Is that not it? It will not change. It will not make it any sweeter because inside the tree is something that will produce that orange that does not taste good. Are you following me? Are you with me? Yeah. So you are who you are on the inside. And when God comes, he will judge. That is why God will not judge your actions. When you read Matthew 7, some people say that, and I cast out devils in your name. Eh? Is it not something nice? We heal the sick in your name. We did many things in your name. So we see the outside and we say, oh, this is beautiful. But then Jesus will say, I don't know you. Why? What they were doing on the outside, wasn't it good? It was excellent. But there is something on the inside of a man. That which God appreciates. And that which God likes. That is why you must determine that all the issues of your heart, you will know it. All the issues of your heart, you will try and understand it. All the things that are in you, you will purpose that I will not let this semester go by. For the three weeks we've been fasting, that God show us our heart. Show us our heart. Why? You people too cry. Mm? Okay, you put it here. Amen. That is why we've been fasting. That God show us our heart. Are you okay? Okay, everybody is comfortable. Okay. You are fine. You are not fine. You are fine. The community happened. Is it getting wet? Your spirit is your work on it. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit, your work on earth.
Hallelujah. Amen. Can we go on now? Bless you. Okay. So, that is why you must determine this semester that whatever it is that you need to know about the heart, you will know. Because it is that which God will judge. All the thoughts and the intent of your heart. God will judge it. And I said we've been fasting for the past three weeks so that God will show us our heart. You see, if you know and you understand and you see what your heart is, then you are likely to say that God, this is not good and this is not Why? What is happening again? Hey. Okay, those of you here, move all the way. Is there water there? Go back. Mm -hmm. And those of you there to go back. So that we'll all be free. Those of you, are you okay? Eh? You can come here if you are not. Move, move. Move inside. Okay. Everybody is fine. Okay. Bless you. And for these three weeks, we've been fasting so that we know our hearts. Because we want, we want to understand what it is we have on the inside. If, if you don't know what you have on the inside, you are not likely to change. You are not likely to accept what you have on the inside. Why? Somebody is still in the way. You. Okay. You are not likely to say that I have a problem and I need God to help me. But if you understand that what you have on the inside is what makes you and you see the state in which it is in then you say that probably I need to do something about it. When you read Psalm 51. When David wrote that psalm, he was in distress. He had gone to, he had committed adultery, he had murdered somebody's husband, and he had come before God. So some of you, you keep on saying that how can I come before God? I am this. I am that. I have all these issues. I have all these problems. It's because you do not understand the God you are serving. 
the time you must come before God is the time when you are not well. Is the time when you feel that you are down. It is the time when you feel that you have sinned. You are not coming to God out of pretense to come and say that, Oh God, look at me. I'm fine. But you are coming to God because you need Him. Don't take it the wrong way. I say that, oh, the, the man said that when you sin, then you come to God. Come and deceive everybody. That one is deception. That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying that when you have sinned and you have gone off and you have backslided and you feel that no one likes you, that is when you must come to God. Because David had committed adultery. One of my friends says that adultery is a greater sin than fornication. Because as for adultery, it's in the Ten Commandments. But fornication is not in the Ten Commandments. So if you use his logic, many of you may not have committed adultery. But you may have committed fornication. Hallelujah. Oh, is that not so? You want me to take a census? <laughs> what a shock. Uh, but David, after that, murdered somebody on top of the adultery. And he came to God. Wouldn't it have been a time for him to say that I should not come to God. I should hide. But this was the psalm he wrote. And I just want us to read it. You know it. Let's read it from verse 11. He says, from verse 10. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. You see, the heart and the spirit of a man, they are closely related. Because the spirit of a man resides and rooms within his heart. We'll talk about that later. The heart and the spirit of a man and the Holy Spirit, they are closely related. But let's go on. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. That was what David said. You know, you must. And as I was, I was, I was, I was looking at something this morning. I was thinking through something. I said that the man, when he was committing the adultery. Uh, he didn't see anything wrong. David was eating and drinking and doing many things. And then he planned and schemed and killed somebody's husband. He was still eating and drinking and making merry. And just he was just there. He was just there. He was fine. Did you hear of David crying and repenting? No. He was sitting on the throne when Nathan came to see him. Is that not it? And enjoying himself. 
David was but this David was fine. But this was the man that God says in the beginning. Huh? In first Samuel 13. Before all this, I found a man after my own heart. How many of you can say that God, when he comes, he will say that I have found justice. I have found Lord. Hmm? Should I use you also? Let me use a lady. I found Esther. A woman after my own heart. But this was the adjective they used to describe this man. But this man was doing that. He didn't have any problem. Why? Because the Bible says that the heart it is what? Deceitful. Hmm? Oh, have you not read it? Let's read it again. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. I give you praise. I give you glory. I lift your name on high. Are we there yet? 17. Says 9. The heart is deceitful above what? All things and desperately what? Wicked. Huh? When you meet a human being who is a trickster, have you met? How many of you have met corn men before? Yeah. Confident trickster, Sakawa guys, four one nine, fast guys, sharp guys, connection guys. Those are corn men. Eh? You've met some before. Even some of your friends, they are sharp. Is that not it? Yeah. The Bible is saying that if you add all the Sakawa people in Ghana plus the 419 people in Nigeria plus the corn is precious here <laughs> and the corn artists in America and everywhere you put them together it says your heart that you are is in you right now it beats them all yeah that is why you can be there and you think you are fine when you are not. You deceive yourself, your heart, to deceive you that you are fine. Yeah. David. Look, this was when David had become king. David had killed Goliath. David, there were people were singing his praises. They were saying he was a wise king. They were I mean, everything was going on well. David was building things for the Lord. He was doing this well. Like his, it, was, it was just wonderful. Yet David was committing adultery and murder. And he who God has said had the heart after him, he could not even discern it. He could not even see it. Look, if you want to know your heart, eh, it is only God that can reveal your heart to you. You know your heart by what? Revelation. So if you sit there and oh, me, I know myself. I know my, I know me, I'm this year. You don't know anything. You don't know Fwad. Hmm? <laughs> 
You don't know anything. Are you with me? Yeah. Because this is as for David, you should have known, shouldn't he? Look at King David who was writing psalms and writing hymns. When he was a young boy, they said that I have seen a man, a young man who is skillful on the harp, a man of valor, a man of war, and the spirit of the Lord is with him. Yet when his heart was deceiving him, David could not see it. David could not know it. David could not discern it. Your heart will tell you, you are fine, you are okay. You are a good person. You are not proud. Who else, if I say, how many proud people are here who will lift up their hands? How many people here who are full of jealousy and envy? Have you ever sat down to say, ask for me, I'm proud before? Or I'm a very jealous person. I'm envious. Hmm? I have low self-esteem. Hey, me ask for me, I have low self-esteem. I have inferiority complex. I have superiority complex. As for me, I'm wicked. Yeah. No, you've never. Have you ever said that to yourself before? Never. Because the heart is deceitful and it will never let you know. Yeah. You are carrying somebody stronger than 419 with you. It takes revelation. When the prophet came and spoke and spoke and God suddenly showed David his heart. Come and see David. Said he neither ate nor drank. He was before the Lord day and night praying and weeping. And he did not say that oh God forgive that is part of the sound. But in the middle of it David saw that no. I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. I think I'm fine. But when the light of God shines on your heart, you know that you are not fine. And that is why David shouted that, create in me. Create, change my heart. David could have said, forgive my sins alone and go. But he knew that the, he was flawed on the inside. He was defective. When he was created, there was a defective heart in him. Some of you, your problem is that you think you are good. That is your problem. Well, as for me, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. That's your pro- I'm telling you. That's your problem. The day God will shine his light on you, you will feel like the lowest of the lowest. That is why on the judgment day, you will not ask any questions. Because when you enter the light of God, you will see yourself. And you yourself, you will choose where you are going. Oh yeah. Eh? I said one day God as I was worshipping he came. That day. Eh? Hmm. Do you know how I felt? Hmm? I felt so filthy. I felt like excuse me to say I was lower than Pilate. Yeah. Yeah. When God when God visits you eh, and shows you you will not be there. I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. 
I'm telling you. You are deceived as you sit there. You are deceived. You say that, oh, ask from your you are You are highly deceived. If you don't believe me, wait. When we get to heaven, you see. But you can take the words of the prophet now. Because when Lazarus and the rich man died, uh, and they went, he said that the rich man said that this place is not good. Send people. You just send some few guys from here. Go and tell my brothers, my brothers in the house, that place is not good at all. He said, said that they have the prophets. And I always ask myself, I said that, look, if somebody rises from the dead and comes to tell, we still will not believe. Do you know why I, I say that? And there's evidence. Because Jesus Christ, the greatest person to ever, he has died, he has risen, and he's telling us this, and we still don't believe him. Huh? If they say I've died and I raised, oh, so he was unconscious. He didn't really die. Huh? Yeah. The people, when you watch all those WhatsApp clips, the person died and went to hell, and I saw Bob Marley. Sometimes just look at you. Yeah, Last time my wife was, I said these things have stopped with him because they don't. These things don't change people. That's what Jesus told them. He told them that the people when they come from the dead, that is not what will change the people. It is the word I have spoken, which is already here with them. Me, so when I research things on WhatsApp, I don't even. I'm not even on WhatsApp. But when I see that, I don't pay attention to that. I don't. I not because I don't think they are true, but I believe it is not what will change you, because you have seen it over and over and over. That's not changing you. You read it, you see it for amusement. Then say, hey, they said the Pope was there. Hey, then you laugh. It hasn't changed you, has it? No. This is the only thing that changes. This is the only thing that saves. This is the only thing. So I don't have time for all the let's circulate to a thousand people. It's not that it won't change anybody. We have seen it. You see, we become desensitized to such things. It doesn't do anything to us. But this word, that is what will change you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. So when you notice that, you see, and you must notice the ugliness of your heart. I always tell people that the first step to solving a problem is what? Recognizing the problem. It's not doing something about it. You know, you only do something about it when you recognize that there's a problem. That's the first step. If you don't see that there's anything wrong with it, ah! Eh? Ladies, have you not visited some of the guys? Then when you enter the room, the room, the smell that will meet you, huh? Some of you, they want to hug you, but you don't want to hug them. Because the guy has not identified that there's a problem with him. With him. Is that not it? So they can't tell, oh, then they will tell one of the elders, that way there's someone in the castle. Why in the Who should we send to deliver such a message? Oh, are you not following what I'm saying? Yeah. You enter the room and you see that the shoe is here, the thing is here, that the guy is living in it. Because he doesn't see anything wrong with it. 
He doesn't do anything about it. Is that not it? Yeah. Mommy will always fight with me about my shoes. When you come, you put it there, put it in half. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Trying very hard. So you see that when I come, I take it and I go and put it in front of the wardrobe. She's doing well. Because you must recognize that there is a problem. Before you saw, yeah, that's the truth. So if you don't recognize, look, you will not do anything about it. That is the first step. So there must be revenue. That's why I was saying, let us pray that God show us our heart. That is why David said, examine my heart. Show me that which is in my heart. Otherwise, you will not do anything about it. And it is that which God would judge. Do you know why the, the heart is so deceitful? Because the heart doesn't want you to change it. Huh? If you are the resident champion, and you know that as for this guy, if he sees that I am here, he will change me. Will you let the guy see you? No. Yeah. So the heart in it is it is what what the, the heart is doing it survival instincts. The heart wants to also survive. So the heart will throw everything out to make you feel that you are okay. Hmm? Yeah. Tell you that you are fine. It is well. It is okay. Because the heart knows that once you understand that, hey, this one is a problem. Certain changes will okay. Yeah. That is why some guys, they don't want to marry and have, or even go into relationship because they don't want anybody to come and tell them that, do this, do this. Young men, is it not true? Huh? Yeah. Because you want to preserve who you are. You have seen some of your friends. Eh? What's this, son? Yes, a son, a dress and cross, a son. You put on what tie for what tie? More shirt trousers. The more you see, say, ah, David, 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 David. Don't come near me. Otherwise, I know what you want to do. When you see there, I say, I know what you want to change me. I will not change. Eh? Yeah. So that's why the heart is. He says that no, hey, so that they will know that I'm like this. Then they will get they will get rid of this one, and they will get rid of this one. And they, hey, no. Yeah. So the heart will deceive, so that it will be comfortable where it is. Are you understanding what I'm telling you? Are you sure? Yeah. So it is very important. We are about to end. Take our communion and go. That in this semester, you make every effort for God to reveal your heart to you. Yeah. Because it only takes God to do it. 
Huh? When you read the Jeremiah 17, God says that, but I, the Lord, you see, he says that thing, it is deceitful. Hmm? He says, who can know it? Who? Straight naturally, who can, you think you can know your heart? You think you can know your heart? Some of when you finish school, then you know your heart. Now, you don't know your heart. When you finish school, certain things will happen to you. Say, hey, me too. Yeah. Sometimes certain things happen to you. Then you sit back and say, hey, I didn't know that. Has it happened to you before? Yeah. But then after you put it away, isn't it? And you continue. Yeah. It's there. Say, who can know it? think you know your heart. Some of you think you have mastered yourself. Uh, mercy. Mercy. I said what? Mercy. Some of you, the day you enter into relationship, it is then you will know that you don't know yourself. You see, the, you see the, the reason why Christian brothers and sisters they fornicate a lot in relationship because they all come with a false pretense that they are masters of themselves. I'm telling you. So they don't discuss, talk about anything concerning their sexual feelings. Hey, they be Christopher. They, hey, they be. Don't want to say much in person. Why is What has happened? <laughs> Yeah. Some of you don't know what is he talking about? You talking? You be there. Yeah. You don't like the truth. Don't come here. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Some people are laughing at the back. Are you with me? Yeah. Because you think you know yourself. You think you are master. I have prayed for long. Read the word for a long. I know, I know, Daddy. I know. Some people, when you come to this church, you are too know. I just look at you. Yeah. No, there are some people. No, in this church, look. I have seen. Look, there. Are, I can categorize people in the church. Yeah, there are people who have come just because Sunday they are so quite sorry. Yeah. There are people who are really trying to make an effort. There are people who are playing games with me. There are people, there are people who are too known. Yeah. They are scoffers. Do you know what a scoffer is? A person who doesn't take advice. I know. Look, when I talk to you people, I, we, myself and my, when we, when we start talking about you people, we, we, and so when the change is coming to, we see. Can say, oh, this person is changing. Then, we see. Some of you are in Tumufu. Because what can I find No, do your own thing. Some of you, as I'm preaching, see that their face will become some morose kind of way. I said, This one, I've seen it before. Hey, Mali. <laughs> Mali. What? What? Mali. If we are pa away, so I don't use that. I keep on preaching the word because I have seen it work. And I know that with time, if you stay, it will hit you. That's not how sorrowful you have made your face. I didn't do anything. You understand? Yeah. So some of you are too known. You're too much. When you experience is being teja, 
anyway, I'm auntie, and they I'm a shaman. Unco, copy my baby. This work, it looks easy. And how many of you are here? You are like, what, 50 or 40 something? 50. Uh, when you get a church and you get 50 people, 50 something people believing in you, then you come. Then we have a conversation. Because it looks easy. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you can you get such people, then come. Then we we'll compare notes. <laughs> yeah. I can't compare notes with you. I'll leave you to go. Because you copy my baba. Because you think you know, but you don't know. The Bible says, "Who can know? Who can know it?" It's asking you a question. Who? Who can know it? You have mastered your heart. You have mastered your heart. You have mastered your heart. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You see, I am not saying all of this so that you feel that it is the end of the world. There is no hope. There is hope. There is hope. But you must first let God reveal your heart to you. And then you must, he is the only person who can create in you a clean heart. He's the only person. That's why David went to him. And he said, create in me. I with me. Create in me. Create in me. Create in me. He's the only person. He is the only person. There is hope. But I am telling you all these things because I want you to recognize that there is a problem. If I come and I start telling you that, oh, the Holy Spirit will move in and you'll be there, so it's for it's for Kakushia Bayankebebuano. Oh, this message is good for Kwame. This message, if Agnes were here. But it's because of you. So I am telling you this so that it would make you want God to change you. Because if you don't recognize the problem, you will not make any headway. Are you with me? So, I want to end the message here. But we are going to pray and tell God that God help me. Subsequently, we will be talking about how we are going to let God in. You know, we've, been, we've talked about the deceitful heart. Told, I've taught you the nature of the heart. I've taught you about how the heart behaves with these divisions and partitions and all the things. Today I'm teaching you that you can't know your heart by yourself unless God reveals it to you. We are going to build up upon that and allow God to enter and change. Hallelujah. So this morning, as I bring the message to an end, I want you to bow down your head. And I want you to talk to God. I want you to talk to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want you to talk to the Savior of the world. The Redeemer. God's own Son. I want you to talk to Him. Perhaps, as I was preaching... 
the word hit you. Per adventure, as I was talking about it, it touched you in certain places. A certain light shone on your heart. And you saw that age. You want to pray? Oh, you want to tell God? If, 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 if you don't know your heart, like David, you want to pray that God examine me. Show me my heart. Test my thoughts. I really need to know. Because I really want to change. I know that my heart is deceiving me that I'm okay. But I'm not okay, God. David said in Psalm 139, verse 23, he says, Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. You want to pray that God search me? Search me. Because if I think I know my heart, I deceive myself. Search me. Search me. Search me. Create in me a clean heart. Oh Lord. And renew a right spirit within me. Let that be our prayer. Oh, create in me a clean heart. Mm-hmm. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away. From thy presence, O Lord, and take not thine Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me. The joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Wanna sing it prayerfully again from the beginning? Created me a clean heart. Use it to prepare your heart. As we also get ready for the communion and renew a right spirit within me, oh, create in me a clean
Holy Spirit. salvation and renew shall we all rise to our feet shall we be on our feet we are going to take the communion 